Father in heaven, as we prepare to hear your word, pray that God, you will use your servant this morning, glorify your name, to teach us all, rebuke us even, remind us of who you are in our lives, O Lord. Give a big hand clap to Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, our praise and worship team. My friends, um, I want to tell you that this day we are, we are blessed. Turn to your friend and tell him or her, please, don't leave before the message is over. I am saying, don't leave until the message is over. Because I'm sure you'll be blessed in this place. My friends, it's a blessing this time to introduce uh, my colleague who has come all over, all the way from Machakos, Kenya, and who has accepted to be used of the Lord in a big and special way. We were with her yesterday here. And she's going to be a blessing to someone this day. And so my friends, can you all put our hands together as we welcome Pastor Zipporah. Because there's a home where I come from. And so I have a father. Praise the name of the Lord. I thank God for my sister because she was just confirming my message. It is your father who gives you a name. That is why you need to value the fathers. Praise the name of Jesus. It is your father that gives you an identity. When, uh, when, uh, when who? When Rachel was dying, she called her son Benoni, the son of my pain. But Jacob changed it and said, no, his name is not Benoni. His name is Benjamin. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When John the Baptist was born, they came to the mother and they said, what is the name of this boy? What did she say? Go to the father. He was dumb. He couldn't speak at that time. But they said, go to the father and ask him, what is the name? And they gave him a piece and he wrote, John, I want to say this. God is our father. He is our ultimate father. And he's the one who gives us an identity. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The reason you're here as a Christian today is because God has given you an identity. But I also want to re you to realize that God also has something we call delegated authority. He delegates that authority to men who are also given that mandate to be our fathers. And when I'm standing here, I'm so delighted that there is a father in this house. Praise the name of Jesus. And I know that if you can only identify the essence of having a father in your midst, you will be a blessed woman and a blessed man of God. That is something I am challenging people. The kingdom of God is a relational kingdom. Praise Jesus. Let us stop looking at the kingdom of God as if it's just another thing. The kingdom of God is a father-son kingdom. It is a relational kingdom. So if you are a son and if you identify your father and you serve your father, you are going to be blessed. And Jesus is our father. He wants us to serve him. He wants us to love him. 
And when we do, he will give us an inheritance that nobody can take away from us. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We have read from the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62, because when I talked to pastor and he told me that the theme of, your, of the church this year is about service to God. And I said, I want to stick to that theme. And I told him I would like us to focus on Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62, because this one talks about total and full commitment to Jesus Christ. It is a challenge to me and to you. I want you, when you leave here this afternoon, to go and ask yourself, what is the percentage of your commitment to the Lord? That's what I want to remind you. Let me say something. We live in a generation where people think that the pastor is responsible for their prosperity. <laughs> the pastor is not responsible for your prosperity. Praise the name of Jesus. You are responsible for your prosperity. It is you who will decide how far you want to go with God. It is you who will de de decide how far you want God to be involved in your life. That is why I told pastor, I want to talk about total devotion. Because if there is something I have learned in the kingdom of God, when you choose to put God to be preeminent in your life, and you let Jesus to be the top of everything, everything else becomes aligned, and God starts manifesting himself in your life. And that is the desire of our heavenly father. He wants to bless us. He wants to take us to the next level. He wants us to be different from the people of the world. He doesn't want us to do things the way the world does them. He doesn't want us to struggle the way the world is struggling. He wants to make things easy for us. But are we ready? Are we committed to allow him to be that, uh, uh, that number one in our lives? I know the system we live in in the world today is too fast. It is putting a demand on us. But I want to ask you this morning, are you ready to say no to some things just because you want to give Jesus an opportunity to be the Lord and the master of your life and you entrust him to do it? When I resigned from work, our sister has given a testimony. I also want to share something small. When I resigned from work, I had just taken my daughter to Form 1 and rolled her on a Thursday. And then on Friday, I wrote my resignation letter from work. I had written a resignation six months before, but my employer refused it, and he, she even added my salary. She increased my benefits because she didn't want me to go. But the peace of God was not in my heart because God was calling me into ministry. And as I say that, I want you to know that I am a single mom. Praise the name of Jesus. I don't have anybody that I'm waiting to come and pay my house rent or to pay the school fees for my daughter. But I trusted God after six months. I said, I don't have peace anymore. And as I was telling people yesterday, and I'll tell you, I minister in Machakos, in Ukambani. All of you know that Machakos is arid, semi-arid, isn't it? When it doesn't rain, there is no food. If you are a pastor, you have to give them spiritual food and physical food. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, even Jesus would preach to people, but he would not send them home hungry. He would take care of their physical needs. So it reaches to that level where we have to do it. I have paid rent for so many people. I have paid school fees for so many children. And here I am resigning, not knowing where my provision will come from. 
But I can tell you the reason I'm preaching in America today is because I took that step of faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Who would give you permission from employment to be in America for four months? Nobody, right? But today I decide how long I want to stay here and I decide when I want to go back home. That is what, when you fully devote yourself to God, what he can do. I tell people I have flown in this country more than you. You. Yes. I have been to about 20 states. And nowadays I stopped flying, I go by bus. <laughs> I even go by train because I want to experience something different. I'm saying that to tell you, if you choose Jesus Christ to be number one, there is nothing he cannot give you in this world. And I want to tell you, my fellow Kenyans, because I love you, money is not everything. Money. Money is not everything. Money is just a part of the wealth that God can give you. The true wealth is spiritual. Praise the name of the Lord. True wealth is when you know who Jesus is in your life and you can trust him for everything and anything. My sister said she is no longer worried when she has money and when she doesn't have money. I can testify to that because when I resigned from work, I didn't have income, but my house has never failed to be paid. My daughter never failed to go to school. Hallelujah. As I speak to you now, and by the way, she doesn't go to ordinary schools. I'm a daughter of the king. Hallelujah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Uhuru Kenyatta's daughter eating in Korogosho? And do you expect her to go there? No. You must learn to live like a king's daughter and a king's son. But it depends on how far you know that king as your father. Yeah, because I have never seen an ambassador's car in Kariako. Praise the name of the Lord. Eh? But I see some ambassadors of Christ and you find their cars in funny places. Eh? You find them in funny, weird places. You need to remember you are an ambassador of a very important kingdom. My daughter has been to the best schools in Kenya. How many know that we are a group of schools? That's where she began. I was a principal there. I relocated to Machakos. She went to Machakos Academy. I relocated back to Nairobi. She went to a school called Sunrise Junior School. That's where she finished her class eight. Then I took her to high school. Now she is in Daystar finishing at the end of this year. Last year she told me that uh, uh, Deputy President's son was graduating from Daystar. And you know, I was feeling good. I was saying, you know, when they call the parents of Daystar, <laughs> as the deputy president goes, I also go. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says God will lift you from the ashes and you will dine with kings and queens. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how I live and that's how simple I live and I trust the Lord for everything. That's why I'm here. So when I'm talking about total devotion, it is not a message I'm bringing to you. It is a life I live. It is a life I know if you choose to live, you can benefit from the kingdom of God. And the Lord is willing to give you everything and anything. Hallelujah. 
Now go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 22 very quickly. And we are going to read the, the very familiar story that you know about Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac. But as I began my message this morning, I said I want to talk to Isaacs today. Today I'm not talking about Abraham. Abraham has already done his part. Amen? Abraham has already been tested and his faith has been proved. Now we want to talk to the Isaacs. Are they ready to carry on the legacy of their father? Are they ready to commit themselves fully the way the father has committed himself until God says, this is my friend? Hallelujah. How many people would like God to say, this is my friend? Do you know why Jesus resurrected Lazarus? In the whole of the New Testament, there is nobody else who is called a friend of Jesus except Lazarus. When he got sick, they said, come, your friend is sick. And Jesus came and rose him from the dead. I want to be a friend of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that even when things die in my life, he can resurrect them. I don't need to depend on people. I need to depend on God. But my relationship with him must be 100%. Nothing else should come between me and him. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, I saw it 22 from verse 1. And Isaac, uh, sorry, and uh, it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, behold, here I am, Abraham said. His, God said, take thy son. I want you to notice the wording of verse 2. Take thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you thereof. And the Bible says, verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass or his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young men, Abide here with the ass, I and the Lord will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire, and they both went. Go to verse 15. You will read the rest of it. I'm not going to read all of it for you. Verse 15, hallelujah. <laughs> and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Amen. And this is what he said. By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heavens. And as the sand which is upon the seashore, and the seed, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. How many times have you heard the word seed there? <laughs> and thy seed, and thy seed. God is vowing to Abraham a second time and he's saying, I will bless you. But this time the blessing is not for Abraham. The blessing is for who? For the seed. Who is the seed? Isaac. 
and going all the way to Jesus Christ. Amen? I am addressing the Isaacs today because Abraham has done his part. You know, allow me to say I got a bit sad this morning. I was very sad when you came in here and I can see how many you are today and how many were here yesterday. You made me a bit sad, but don't worry, I still love you. And I will pray for you. And you know, I asked myself, if I felt like that only one day, how does pastor feel every Sunday when he calls people to come and they don't come. That's something I want to address you, the seed, not Abraham. Now, God is speaking to Abraham in this text. How old is Abraham when God is speaking? He's about 130 years now. Theology says Isaac was about 30 years. He was about the age of Jesus when he was being sacrificed. So, remember Abraham got Isaac when he was? A hundred, right? So now he's about 130 years. He has walked with God from the time he was 75. He was called when he was 75. So he has walked with God for like 55 years. And he has become a friend of God and he has fully devoted himself to the service of the Lord until the Lord is pleased with him. He has gone through many tests, just like a normal human being. At one moment, he waited for the sun to come, and the sun was not coming. He and Sarah decided to take the servant girl, Hagar, and they got a baby called Ishmael. And he said to God, Ishmael can inherit me. God said, mm -mm, I will give you a seed from your own loins through Sarah. Praise the name of the Lord. And he waited for 25 years, and eventually Isaac came. Now, Abraham is a very blessed man. If there is a man that was blessed, it is Abraham. If there is a man that was rich and wealthy, it is Abraham. You want to know how rich Abraham was? He had an army of 318 men born in his house. Not brought from somewhere else. Born in his house. He used to feed those guys breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's why when the king of Sodom met him and said, can we exchange your army for food? He said, my friend, food is not an issue in my house. Hallelujah. I feed these guys whatever I want. Because he was a friend of God. I want to be wealthy like Abraham. I want to be rich like Abraham. But why did he get rich? Because of his devotion and commitment to God. So this guy has a lot of animals, all kinds of animals, all kinds of servants. But God comes and says, do you know the thing I want from your house? I want the thing you love the most. The thing that is at the bottom of the ventricle of your heart. That is the one that I want. Don't give me anything else. Give me Isaac. And listen, I don't just want you to give me Isaac. I want you to take him and go and offer him as a burnt offering. I don't know how many fathers here can give out their children or how many mothers can give out their children. But this case is not just giving out. You go and kill him, then you burn him. 
If you go to the book of Leviticus, you can understand what we mean by the offerings that the children of Israel were supposed to give. The burnt offering was, it, first of all, you had to give the best animal, the animal that has no spot. Number two, you were supposed to burn all of it at the altar until it becomes ash. Sometimes we read that scripture and we don't see the demand that God was placing on Abraham. The son he has waited for for 25 years. And then God says, You go and burn him until he is ash. Can I ask you a question, ladies? Do you think Abraham told Sarah what he was going to do that morning? I don't think so. I don't think so, pastor. He just said we are going to offer a sacrifice. Because if Sarah knew, hey, even me I will not allow. Praise the name of the Lord. No, that one cannot happen. That is the day I will start saying all the, the, the medalis in Swahili. Ajuaya uchungwa mwana ni mzazi. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but do you know what? Abraham was ready to do it. I want you to look at your friend and ask them, what are you willing to give God? Uh-uh. Ask them like you mean it. Yeah. What are you willing to give God? If your time is too precious, just time. Time to. One hour or two is too precious. I don't know what you're willing to give God. That's why Jesus is challenging the people in Luke chapter 9. He's saying, the guy says, I'll follow you wherever you go. But then he starts giving excuses. Allow me first to go bury my dead. Allow me to go first say goodbye. Those are not the things the Lord is looking for. He wants you to be 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 at the call of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Abraham, we like calling ourselves the sons and daughters of Abraham. And we say he's our father. We want to be like Abraham. But I want you to see how much devoted and committed Abraham was to God. That when God came to him, listen to verse 3. He rose up early in the morning. He did not even delay. He rose up early in the morning. He took his son Isaac and two young servants. And he told them, let's go and offer a sacrifice to God. Now, this is my message to you this morning. In the house of Abraham, there is a son and there are servants. And this morning, I want to tell you, commitment comes from identifying whether you are a son or you are a servant. The day you will stop being, uh, uh, having an attitude of a servant in, in serving God. And I want you to get me clearly. I don't want you to get confused that we serve with an attitude of servanthood. But we are sons. The attitude we serve with is servanthood, okay? But our identity is not servants. Our identity is sons. Now, what's the difference between a son and a servant? Because that is why you are having problem of committing yourself 100% to God. Because I come from Muranga. I come from Madioya, where J.J. Kamodo came from. Who doesn't know J.J. Kamodo? Actually, he could be my uncle. Praise the name of the Lord. When I went to school in primary school, in a school called Kiamuturi Primary School, I never wore shoes until class seven. 
or rather not class 7, form 1, yeah? we used to go without shoes. I grew up in a house that was made of dirt or mud. We used to enjoy the April holiday because it would rain and that would be the season to repair the house. Yeah, where there are holes, eh? it would be the season to smoothen it. And to make it very smooth, you would do the mud and take some cow dung. The cow dung would make it even better. Some of you are looking at me and wondering, what are you talking about, Pastor? Yes! And we would enjoy. What am I trying to say? That home, I came from that home and I went to Limuru Girls, a national school. I'm a very bright kiddo, by the way. But I want to ask you a question. I went to school with Margaret Saitoti, the sister of the late minister. The sister, yeah, of the late Saitoti. I went to school with Caroline Mulinge, the daughter of the former uh, chief of general staff, okay? I went to school with somebody be what? I went to school with, I want to show you. But every time I closed school, where did I go? Hello? Where did I go when I closed school? Hawaii? That is my home. I have a sense of belonging and I'm fully devoted wherever I go. That is where I am. That's my mother and that was my father. Today my mother doesn't live in a mud house. She lives in a nice stone house. Actually she goes to the restroom inside the house. Hallelujah. <laughs> I normally say my mom lives in the city in the village okay why did that happen because when sons mature and they grow up they realize our father needs our commitment our father needs our service praise the name of the Lord and the only way to do it is to be devoted to that home and to make it the best this is who Isaac was. I love Isaac because when the father told him, let us go and offer a sacrifice to God, his heart was 100% fully devoted to the vision of the father. He said, dad, if it is God who has spoken to you, let us go. Now, when they reached at the foot of the mountain, that's where I wanted to show you the difference. Who went up the mountain? Isaac and Abraham. But who remained at the bottom of the mountain? The servants. Today, the choice is yours. You can remain at the bottom of the hill, or you can go all the way and be devoted to the vision of the Father. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what Jesus was saying. If you want to follow me, huh? if you want to be part of me, you got to do away with everything else. You have to be ready to go all the way. If I suffer, you are ready to suffer with me. If I have no food, you are ready to do what? To stay without food. If I have nowhere to, to sleep, you also have nowhere to sleep. And that is why Isaac is a good model. You know, Isaac is a model of Jesus Christ. If you look at the life of Isaac, it is very similar to the life of Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says the father Abraham put the wood on Isaac and him he carried the fire. The way Jesus carried the cross. This wood that Isaac was carrying is the wood he was going to be burnt on. <laughs> the way Jesus carried the cross to be crucified on. Hallelujah. But this guy was ready to go all the way because he had been told about the God of his father. And he knew if daddy has spoken and he says it is God who has spoken, then I'm going to support daddy and I'm going to go with him. And the Bible says they went up the hill. I want you to realize when they went up the hill, I didn't read it, it is somewhere in those verses. The Bible says there was no altar. It is Abraham who built an altar. I want to ask you a question. Was Abraham building the altar as Isaac was sitting down? In fact, I think Isaac did most of the work. Abraham is 130 years. He's a frail old man. But this young man is 30 years old. He's still energetic and strong. So I can imagine Isaac telling the dad, I'll prepare the ground. So he prepared the ground. Then he told the father, let me raise the stones. And then he started looking for the stones and he would help the father. Then he said, in fact, sometimes I ask myself, where did they get the water? Was there a stream down at the hill? I don't know. But he went and got the water. And he prepared everything. He cut the wood and they placed it on the altar. I want to ask you today, it is God who decides which mountain you are going to worship. Don't think you are here by accident. Hallelujah. There are many mountains here, isn't it? God told, Mos uh, God told Abraham, go to the region of Moriah. I will show you the mountain where you are going to worship me. Beloved fellow Kenyans and Christians, I want you to know that God has appointed you for this mountain at a time like this. If you know that God has brought you here, you will help God the Father to make the altar and to lay the sacrifice. And the Bible says, after they had done all that, remember, as they were coming up, at one time, Isaac asked the father, where is the, where is the ram? The fire is here. The wood is here. You know what the Lord was reminding me yesterday? It is only sons with a spirit of discernment who see the need. They never wait for the need to be told to them. They see the need. When we grew up, we saw the need of my mother not living in a matope house. We didn't wait for her to come and tell us, hey guys, I would love to move from this house to a better house because we are sons. I repeat to you today, one of the reasons we are suffering as Christians even with plenty of finances is because we do not even recognize the mountain the Lord has called us and we don't even recognize the ministry and the minister and the people God has put us there to serve. We are just doing things because it's a habit. Today you must live here with a different spirit. You must live here with a different attitude. You must know that you are serving Jehovah God. You are not serving any man. Amen? Your commitment is to Jehovah. It is not to anybody else. And when you do that, he is able to bless you. He is able to do what he has done to somebody else. Stop just admiring people who have prospered. 
Can you look at their relationship with Jesus Christ and see why they have prospered, why they have reached where they have reached? So they go up the mountain like you are here this morning, and I want to challenge you because after the altar was laid and everything was okay, <laughs> this now is the hardest part. Abraham turns around and he tells his son Isaac, Kijana, <laughs> my son, I really love you. You are the best thing God has ever given me. I don't have a better gift in my house than you. And you know I waited for you 25 years. But I love God so much. I am committed and devoted to him so much that I am ready to do whatever he asks me to do. So Isaac looked at the father and asked him, so dad, what are you talking about? He said, you know something? You are the lamb of sacrifice today. It is you that I came to slaughter. Let me tell you. If Pastor Nzioka said God had told him that today in this church, <laughs> tomorrow CNN, huh? there will be breaking news, isn't it? About a pastor who says God has said he sacrifices people. But, you know, I, we read the Bible sometimes and because these stories we have heard from kindergarten, they don't make sense to us. But I want you to read the Bible with a spiritual mind. That was the toughest decision that Abraham had to make in his life. And it was not easy. In fact, that's not the moment it disturbed him. From the time he came from his house, do you know what he was interceding as he came the three days? God, can you change your mind? <laughs> Did I really hear you properly, God? Is it you who was speaking to me? I can see Abraham, he's a human being. He's feeling the pain of losing his son. And I'm looking at the Christians of today. We don't even want to lose anything for Jesus. We don't want to sacrifice anything for the Lord. And yet we say we are so serious about the Lord. We are like this man of Luke chapter 9. We are giving Jesus conditions. I want to serve you, but you have to allow me to, first of all, do A, B, C, D. Today I came to break that in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you are in this kingdom, enter with both feet. Stop staying with one foot outside and the other one inside. Can you make up your mind? In fact, revelation is very clear. It's either you are cold or hot. Do you know I realized Jesus prefers cold to warm? <clears throat> he says you are either cold or hot. If you are lukewarm, he doesn't like. So he prefers even you be cold then you'll be lukewarm. That's what my Bible tells me. A lot of us today are in the church, but we are lukewarm. We are not here, and we are not here. You know what I tell my fellow single, single ladies like me who are looking? Are there some who are looking? <laughs> you, know, you know some of us are not ashamed of talking who we are because like Farida says, we know where the Lord got us from. Well, I was not in the nightclub like her, but, <laughs> but wherever I was, I was as filthy as she was. And so were you.
know the problem with the church today? We have classified sins. There is no S-I-N to God which is different from another. Sin is simply sin. So even if your father was the bishop and you grew up in the church and you have never given your life to Christ, your actions are just like filthy rags when the Lord looks at you. You need the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, you know that gospel people are not being told nowadays. All you are being told is pokea. What are you pokeaing? <laughs> you know, sometimes I look at our people and I don't understand. Receive. What are you receiving? You need to ask yourself what you are receiving. Don't just receive anything. Yeah, you need to discern what you are receiving. So we all need Jesus Christ and we all need to be forgiven. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't think you're better than anybody else simply because you didn't do ABCD and the others didn't do ABCD. Yeah, I tell Mary, I tell people, I am a single mom and I'm proud of it because I was in that world and I had a friend. I am not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, there are some people here who are so lucky because we never discovered them. Yeah, thank God, because when I decided to go off, because he loves me, <laughs> he brought me back. Yeah, me and those children brought up in the church, then you decide to deviate. When you deviate, you get a kiboko, and then you come back. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm happy because out of that status, like she said, there are so many single ladies whom I have ministered to, and they love the Lord. And that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, if you are a single lady here, can you stop running after people's husbands? <laughs> Devote yourself to God. He will meet the desires of your heart. He will provide for your children. He will provide that money for school. He will provide the money for their ticket. He will give you a nice dress. I bought this one at Ross. Hallelujah. Why don't you devote yourself to Jesus and tell him, as I wait for that, uh, that other earthly husband, Jehovah God, you can be my husband for now. You can be my provider for now. I didn't tell you a secret about my life. I didn't want to talk about it. We wanted to show you with pastor, but it wasn't possible. As a single mother and as a, and as, as a teacher in Kenya, how much salary do teachers earn in Kenya? Very little, isn't it? But I have been able to put up a school with 150 children and 12 members of staff. And it's not a profit-making school, by the way. It is a school for needy and poor, vulnerable children. Amen. Some of you are waiting for a big man to come and lay hands on you with a big title. Just commit yourself like Isaac to follow the vision of your father. And God will do it for you. So they go up the mountain and Isaac is told by the dad, you are the lamb of the sacrifice. This is where I challenge Christians and I want to challenge you this morning before I sit down. How much are you committed to the Lord? If it was the Christians of today, 
Isaac was capable of running down that mountain and the father would not get hold of him. True? Today's Christians would be like Usain Bolt when they hear that. But do you know what Isaac did? I want to show you what it means to be devoted to the Lord because all the blessings you are chasing after, all those things you are looking for in the world, they belong to you as a child of the kingdom. But God does not give his inheritance to children. He gives his inheritance to sons. Oh my God, did you get the difference? Can you give your car to a five-year-old boy? Can you give your house to a 13-year-old girl? But when they grow up and they mature and you know they can take care of your estate, you can release them into their hands. That's what Jesus was saying. Devote yourself to me. Become my disciple. Become my student. Once you are trained and fully converted to who I am, I am ready to release the wealth of the kingdom into your hands. Praise the name of Jesus. God is willing to entrust you with so much, but when he looks at you, he looks at you and he sees you like the servants who remained at the bottom of the hill. You know why they remained there? Let me tell you. By the time they got to the mountain on day three, they were so tired they had been complaining to Abraham all along. He decided, these ones, I can't continue. Let me leave them at the mountain. And at the bottom of the mountain, let me go with the one who knows and has bought into my vision. And let me tell you, when Isaac was told that by God, I mean by his father, of course, through, by God through his father, this is what I realized. Isaac is the one who voluntarily allowed himself to be put at the altar of the sacrifice. He told God, he told his father Abraham, Dad, here are my hands, you can tie them. Here are my feet, you can tie them. Then he told his father, in fact, you are so old, I know you are weak physically. Spiritually, he was very strong, but physically he was weak. And Isaac said, I will even help you to raise myself on the... Look at your friend and ask them, are you waiting for us to lift you to the altar? We can't. Pastor, we can't. We can't force you to come to church. Hello? We can't force you to give your tithe. We can't give, force you to give your offering. We can't force you to attend Bible study. We can't even force you to come for prayer. It is up to you to make the decision to do it because you know there's an inheritance in store for you. Look at your friend and tell them, Zipporah is a teaching pastor. <laughs> yeah. You know, you are used to gospel where we come with handkerchiefs and water and brooms. And we tell you, if you buy this one, your life will change. Nothing will change your life except the word of God. Yeah, how many paraphernalia have you bought over the years? 
What have they done in your life? But if you take this word just the way it is and say it is mine, I belong to this kingdom, I believe what it says, God, I'm waiting upon you. Let me tell you, there's no blessing the Lord cannot give you. There is no door the Lord cannot open. So Isaac offered himself on the sacrifice and told his father, I am ready to be the lamb. Today people want to be forced. They want to be pleaded with. They want to be, they, they want us to remind them with the SMS. Eh, nowadays there is WhatsApp. They, they, they want the WhatsApp group for the church. If it's not written, we were not reminded. My friend. <laughs> no, you take it or leave it because you are not doing it for me and you are not doing it for pastor or for his wife. Can I tell you today, when I look at Reverend Zioka, I equate him with an Abraham. He already obeyed God, came to this city, decided to raise an altar and he has continuously served God until you have reached where you are. Today, it is you who needs the blessing. Hallelujah. It is you as a son. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. If today the man of God was to rest, his history is good. His legacy is good. And of course, he's staying much longer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I prophesy to him to, 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 to stay like Abraham? Do you know what killed Abraham? The Bible says he was old and full of years. <laughs> you read your Bible, hallelujah. <laughs> he got full of years until there was no space to put some more years. May the Lord give you fullness of years in the name of Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah. And then when Isaac did that, and that's why I want to climax and challenge you, what does the Bible say? And the Lord appeared to Abraham the second time. Do you want a second time that God can speak? Do you want God to speak this time specifically for you, not for pastor? Do you want God to speak right now for you instead of other people? Allow yourself to be the lamb of the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Devote yourself to be the one who will say, I am ready to do whatever Jesus says. I'm ready to go wherever he goes. I'm ready to devote myself 100%. I'm ready to commit myself to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when he spoke the second time, let us read again verse 15. Hmm? He said, and, Abraham, and, and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And this is what he said, by myself I swear, says the Lord. You see, God had to swear by himself because there was nothing higher to swear by. We swear by the highest authority, isn't it? He said, I swear by myself, I God, that in blessing I will bless you. Oh my goodness, hallelujah. I will multiply you. And then he says, thy seed. And that is my message to you today. Thy seed. This time God was not coming to bless Abraham. Abraham was already blessed. His life was okay. He had enjoyed his life. He was an old man who had lived for God. 
So the challenge was now with who? With Isaac. Naomba ulize mwenzako, are you an Isaac or a servant? <laughs> Hello? I told you by the time I live here, you have to have a mindset change. It is high time we realize that we are not serving men. We are serving God. You are not serving in this church to give pastor a name. He already has a name. How come we didn't hear about you with Farida, but we heard about Pastor Nzioka in Kansas? <laughs> because God has already given him a name. Because when he spoke to him the first time, he obeyed. And he devoted himself. And he decided, because let me tell you, when God speaks to a pastor, I have begun a church from zero. I know what it means to begin a church from zero. And yesterday I rebuked the, the, the spirit of pride that normally operates in the musicians. I love the worship team here. I thank God for you. But we hope nobody will ever have an attitude of, <clears throat> let's see what he will do without me. You know, that is what people are doing nowadays. Let's see what they will do without me. That spirit, I have gone through it. When you are beginning the church and you have only one praise and worship person, and then she decides to come to church late so that she can see what you can do when she's not there. <laughs> that is a servant. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, sons will come very early in the morning and clean the house even before the father wakes up. Praise the name of Jesus. From today, if I ever hear there's a bottle of water left on these seats and you are the one who was drinking it, you will tell me what you are doing here. You know, in our country, people litter and throw garbage everywhere. I am one person from childhood because my father was very clean. He taught us cleanliness. I don't know how to litter. You come, uh, sometimes I arrive home in the evening and I laugh at myself. I look at my handbag and I realize I was eating mahindichoma and the maize cobbes in my handbag because I don't know how to litter. I always ask people who litter. Because you litter and you can't pick it up. Who is that who is so low you expect to come and pick it up for you? To me, I don't comprehend. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to ask you in this kingdom. Why are you feeling so good can't minister in the church? Somebody else has to do it. You are not a son yet. You are still a servant. But today you can change from being a servant and become a son. Now, let me wind up and tell you how you can tell whether you are a son or a, a servant. When I looked at Luke chapter 9, verse 57, that guy who told Jesus that he wants to follow him everywhere. <laughs> Jesus, you know, the guy had a good intention like we all do. But I realized there's something that he didn't have. He wanted to be involved, but he didn't want to be committed. Do you get the difference? There is a difference between being involved. That's why he was telling Jesus, wherever you go, I want to be there with you. But when Jesus told him, you have to, to, to sacrifice everything for me, eh, it became a problem. Because commitment and involvement are two different things. And I want to give you this example, and you ask yourself whether you are involved or you are committed. We are looking for people that are committed. We are looking for people that are ready to pay the price regardless of what it means. How many have eaten egg, egg, uh, egg what? I wrote it down. Let me, let me check so that I don't misquote. 
How many have eaten egg breakfast? Ever eaten egg breakfast? Anybody ever eaten ham? H-A-M, ham breakfast? Yes, you have. Now, for you to eat an egg breakfast, the chicken was involved. But for you to eat a ham breakfast, the pig was committed. Hello? Yeah, they are not getting it. <laughs> That's the difference between the two. And today I want to ask you, are you involved? Or you are committed? Jesus is looking for commitment. He's not looking for involvement. Thank you for your Sunday morning attendance. But if that's all that you can do for the Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you. We love you and we want you to come to church. But if that's all that you can offer this kingdom, I'm telling you, you are very far from even growing deep in the word of God. Because the sermon of 45 minutes on a Sunday morning is not enough to give you deep roots enough to become a son in the kingdom of God. It is high time we became committed. From today, commitment means 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you are at the call of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why when there is a conference, you can turn up. When there is a Bible study, you can turn up. When there is a prayer meeting, you can turn up. And let me tell you, when you do that, the promise is there. God told Abraham, thy seed shall be blessed, and thy seed shall conquer the gates of the enemy. There is an enemy that is trying to fight you even in this land. Amen? Are we together? Thy seed. Do you want your children to conquer this land? Do you want them to prosper and turn out to be mighty men and women of God? It is only in your commitment and devotion to God that you will cause a generational blessing. I want to say this before I finish because some of you were not here yesterday. The problem we have today is because some people have not understood when Jesus was saying about the foxes and the birds. Jesus said to that guy who said, I'll follow you wherever you go. He said, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his authority or his head. Jesus was not saying he doesn't have a place to stay. Praise the name of the Lord. I told the people who were here yesterday, Jesus had a house in Capernaum. That was the headquarter of his ministry. He had a house there. And he was a rich guy. He had a lot of money. That's why he needed a treasurer in his ministry. Jesus was not poor. Who told you that? Jesus was very rich. Luke chapter 8 says there were women who used to minister to him. And one of them used to work in the house of Herod. Now if a woman is working in the house of the king, how much money do you think she brings for tithe? Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, people don't read the Bible. They just want to interpret it for their own sake. Eh? They, Jesus had a lot of money. That is why, that, that's why Judas was saying this money is being wasted. Eh? Which money was being wasted? It was a lot. He was looking at it and he was saying it's being used to, for Jesus. It's too much. 
But what did I want to say? I wanted to say that commitment is what God is looking for. He is not looking for your involvement just one day in a week. He wants you to be there anytime, every time. And when you do that, let me tell you, the blessings will start flowing. The blessings will start coming. Your children will enjoy your salvation. The children that you think are getting lost, God will bring them back to the kingdom. I like encouraging those people whose children have rebelled. Let me encourage a mother or a father here. If you are a true Christian and you taught your children the word of God when they were young, they reached a certain place, they decided to run away from church, don't give up, can you start thanking God? Do you know that young man called um, Jacob? Do you know Jacob? Do you know Jacob ran away for 20 years? Or you don't know he was running from the father and from God and from the brother because he had messed? But after 20 years, he came back home. You know what you need to pray? Pray this prayer. I'm, pray, I'm telling those parents. I, I'm, a, I'm a mother, but thank God my daughter is, is doing fine and I pray she will continue and I'll have a heart for even those who are rebelling. You know, the prayer you need to do, tell God to touch their socket. You tell God to touch their socket. You see, when, Abraham, when Jacob met with God, he touched him, he changed his walking style. God has to change them, change their walking style, change their thinking, change their way of doing things. And when he comes back, he comes back a different man, not the man who went down there. Hallelujah. Yeah, tell God. He would rather come home limping but blessed. Hello? That is what I came to tell you this morning. It is going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Your devotion and your commitment to the Lord will cause the blessings to flow and your children will conquer the gates of their enemy. The devil is not going to have our children simply because we are in this environment. Please let us stand up. Hallelujah. Now, I want to say this, beloved. Everything you are looking for in your life, it is available in the kingdom of God. Every blessing, every breakthrough you are, you are yearning for, it is available this morning. But I want you to ask yourself today, are you an Isaac or you are just a servant? Are you a complainer who is always complaining the journey is too long? We have walked for two days. Aren't we reaching anywhere? Anytime the church has a, a mission or the church has a vision and maybe there is requirement of finances, there are people here with a servant heart. They are always saying, we are always contributing. We are always giving. My friend, until you reach the top of the mountain and you become the sacrifice yourself, you have not yet given anything. Hallelujah. God wants you to go all the way. That's why Jesus was saying, if you want to follow me, you go to go all the way. That is what Isaac did. He went all the way. But I thank God because after that, he was blessed. Do you read the life of Isaac? Isaac never struggled like his father Abraham. Even when the Philistines uh, covered the wells, his work was very easy. It was just to remove the dirt. But Abraham had to dig the wells. He had to beat the rocks. But it was easier for Isaac. We are praying for you as pastors that your Christian work will be easier and you will do better than we have done. Praise the name of Jesus. We are praying that your children will live a better life than you have lived. Amen? They will live an easier life than you have lived. But the question is, how much are you committed to God? 
Let us lift up our hands as we just thank God for that moment. Thank you for your patience. I know I've spent a few more minutes than I should have, but I bless the Lord for your patience and I pray that that word will bring a change. That next time you hear the man of God is calling and saying, let us do this. Become the Isaac, my sister. Become the Isaac, my brother. Don't be the person to be forced to do things because God wants to bless you. He wants to enlarge your territory. He wants to make and give you a name here in Kansas. I pray that by the time we come here next time, this church will be such a wonderful church because people will even have heard of what God is doing here. The breakthrough he is bringing, the love that is being shown here, the commitment and the sacrifice and the blessing that is following everybody that is committing themselves to God. That is our prayer this morning. Our Father and our God in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you this day as we lift up our hands to you in the spirit of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was committed to you, my God, and he walked with you day and night until you called him your friend. He never kept anything away from you. He gave everything until he gave his only begotten son to show how much he loved you. Father, you are calling us this morning that we can sacrifice just a little bit of our time a little bit of our finances a little bit of our prayer moment a little bit my father of our bible study that we can commit ourselves to you so that you can release the blessing on behalf of this church my father i repent of every person who has had a spirit of the servant who has not seen the urge to go up the mountain and to lay the altar together with the man of God. I pray that you will break that yoke from today and that you will bless them and expand them in a special way. And that as they serve you, Lord, they will do it with a heart of gratitude, knowing that the blessing is going to flow and come down to them. And it's a blessing that will make work easier for them. Father, as your servant, you have given me a lot of favor and a lot of grace. I stand on this pulpit and release that special grace upon your people. I release that favor upon your people, my Father. I release that honor upon your people, my God. I release that promotion upon your people, Jehovah. I release that understanding of your word, Jehovah God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that out of this altar there will be a spring of living water, that whatever they drink from this altar will be a blessing to their life, and it will bring a change. Father, we commit our children before you. We call those that have gone out of your kingdom. We call them back today in the name of Jesus. May you touch their sockets and change their walking styles. May you change their way of thinking. May you change their way of doing things. May you change their way of relating my father. And may they have an encounter with you wherever they are. We declare our children will conquer the gates of their enemies. This nation will not have them. They will have this nation in the mighty name of Jesus. They will fulfill the desires of their heart for the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, my God. I humble myself before you and I pray that you increase as I decrease and all the glory comes back to you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do believe and we receive. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful afternoon.